Hello everybody and kia ora. In today's session, we will be focusing on the new edition um, of the Austroads Design Vehicles and Training Path Templates Guide. We have more than 1,300 people registered for today's session. Welcome to you all and thanks for joining us. My name is Ekaterina, I'm a Senior Communications Officer at Austroads and I will be moderating today's session together with Albert Wong uh, from Main Roads Western Australia. Albert was the project manager for this project and he will moderate the Q&A at the end of the webinar. I'd like to start by acknowledging the Treaty of Waitani and Maori as the regional people of New Zealand. I also acknowledge the Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the custodians of the land from which we are broadcasting today. Australia is based in Sydney and so today I'm on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respect to all this past, present and emerging and the deep and ongoing connection to the land. Um, a little bit about Austroads. We are the collective of Australasian transport and traffic agencies and our focus is to support our member organizations to deliver an improved road transport network. Um, the project that we are focusing on today was delivered under the Road Safety and Design Program, which is managed by Michael Newstick. Bit of housekeeping. Um, the session will run for about 60 minutes. After the presentations, we will have some time to answer your questions. The slides and the guide can be downloaded from the handout section of your sidebar, which you will find on the right-hand side of your screen. You can also use the QR code or the link uh, provided on the screen. To send us your questions for the Q&A, use the question icon on your sidebar. If your question relates to any particular slide, include the number of that slide in your message uh, to help us answer your questions as best as we can. Let us know if you have any technical problems, but just a quick tip, if you lose sound or your picture freezes, the issue is most likely with your internet connection. So um, leaving the session and rejoining uh, the webinar via your registration link usually helps. This session has been recorded and we will send you the link to the recording uh, when it's published on our website. If you listen to podcasts, um, you can also find Austroads in your podcast app. Um, it gives me great pleasure to introduce our presenters for today, uh, Malcolm Mark and Noel O'Callaghan. Malcolm is a senior technology leader at the Australian Road Research Board. He specializes in road design, road safety and traffic engineering um, with experience within state and local government. Noel O'Callaghan is a principal professional, uh, professional leader at the Australian Road Research Board. He specializes in road design uh, with extensive experience in the South Australian Transport Department. Welcome um, to you both and over to you, Malcolm. Thank you, Ekaterina, and welcome everyone. Um, start by going through a quick introduction um, for this webinar um, and just give a bit of context to those who um, haven't tuned into any of the webinars uh, in this series. Um, so this is the final webinar uh, of a, of a four-part webinar series um, providing um, an overview and, and uh, on the updates that we made as part of um, a project we undertook to update the Guide to Road Design Part 4s um, and the Design Vehicle and Turning 
templates, uh, turning path templates guide. Um, webinar one um, provided a overview of the project um, and the updates to the guide. Um, webinar two provided details on key updates to part four and 4A. Webinar three provided details on key updates to uh, part 4B and 4C. And today's webinar will provide an overview of the updates to the new edition of the design vehicle and turning templates guide. Um, our key audience for today uh, will be road designers, project managers, tra traffic management practitioners, um, and as well as uh, road access managers. Um, an in introduction to the project team. The R project team was led by Madeline Beckerback uh, and supported by Noel O'Callaghan and myself. Um, the, the project was managed by Albert Wong uh, from Main Roads Western Australia. And we were supported by a project working group which consisted of Albert, um, Richard Fanning from the Department of Transport and Planning in Victoria and uh, Bernard Worthington from the Queensland Department of Transport and Main Roads. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the Osroads Road Design Task Force for their input, guidance and direction throughout the project. Um, Michael Newistig, Albert, uh, Bernard Richard, Jade Hogan, Colin Bolden, Sam Hatsabal-Samus, Stephen Hare, Michael Hogan and James Hughes. Thank you very much. We'll now run through um, an overview of of this guide, the Design Vehicles and Turning Template, uh, Turning Path Template Guide, um, what it's all about, uh, what, it, what it is used for. So um, the Osroads Design Vehicles and Turning, Tem Turning Path Templates Guide has been developed to assist road designers and contains user information and a guide covering the basis of turning templates uh, and road hierarchy. Um, it provides um, design vehicle dimensions, which are representative of the common vehicles of each type. It contains um, turning path templates, which are plots of the, of the swept path envelope for uh, each design vehicle. Um, and it also contains uh, turning path parameters and guidance on how to apply um, turning path templates. The uh, Design Vehicles and Turning Path Templates Guide also assists in assessing um, heavy vehicle access. Um, and it's one of the most downloaded Osroads documents. The um, Osroads design vehicles have been produced to provide consistency when choosing an appropriate design vehicle um, for uh, the design of a road, um, particularly intersection design throughout Australia. Um, the design vehicles included in this document provide guidance to cover most intersection designs. Um, individual intersections should be designed and checked according to the vehicles expected to be negotiating these uh, roads or intersections. Um, the vehicles listed on the slide here uh, form the Osroads Design Vehicle Library and they are representative of the common vehicles of each type. Um, the design of 
the vehicles uh, were, was based on the Australian vehicle standard rules and the Australian standard for parking facilities. Um, you'll see one uh, of those vehicles on the screen there is highlighted, the passenger vehicle towing a trailer. Um, this is a, a new vehicle that's been included as part of this project um, and Noel's going to run through the details of that uh, later on in, in this uh, webinar. So um, just an overview of the changes that we've made to this new fourth edition of this guide. Um, so we've got further guidance to distinguish between design vehicles and checking vehicles, um, additional explanations to better interpret uh, the performance-based standard scheme and how it compares to existing prescriptive vehicles. Um, we've got minimum clearances between design vehicle swept paths. Um, and curbs, edge lines, center lines, edge of pavement, um, and as well clearances between swept paths for vehicles turning in the same direction. We've got some software parameters um, when undertaking turn paths using um, software such as AutoTurn or AutoTrack or VPath, etc. Um, and as mentioned just before, the new design vehicle um, for a uh, passenger vehicle towing a trailer. Now, um, diving in a bit in terms of using the um, Design Vehicles and Turning Path Templates Guide. So, starting with um, the Design Vehicle and the Check Vehicle. So, um, as mentioned, um, further guidance has been included to uh, distinguish between Design Vehicles and Check Vehicles. Um, and, and a new subsection has been created in the guide for Design Vehicles. Um, the physical and operating characteristics of vehicles using uh, the road control, some specific elements in geometric design. The selection of the appropriate design vehicle for a particular movement should be based on the functional classification of the road um, or roads as this reflects the composition of traffic expected. It is necessary for designers to establish the appropriate design vehicle for any particular route, section of road or intersection to include the majority of vehicles allowed to operate at that location. In the case of intersections, different design vehicles may apply to different traffic movements within the intersection. So the design vehicle is therefore the largest vehicle likely to regularly operate at a specific location rather than the largest of the vehicles that may operate at that location. The choice uh, of a particular vehicle as the design vehicle depends on the number of those vehicles expected to undertake the, the movement. Um, this may be estimated from traffic data at the site or other lo locations along the route or from uh, the type of existing and planned uh, future development on the road. Um, where, acceptable data is, uh, where acceptable data is available, it is suggested that a particular type of vehicle should be adopted as the desired vehicle if at least one of those vehicles is expected to undertake the movement each day. In the absence of, of data or reliable information um, to the contrary, the selection of the appropriate design vehicle for a particular intersection or turning movement should be based on the functional classification of the intersecting roads as this reflects the composition of traffic expected at the intersection. That being said, uh, so a larger vehicle um, may not necessarily be 
precluded from the road, um, but it might need to operate with reduced clearances or encroach into um, adjacent lanes um, where legal within a jurisdiction. While this may inconvenience some road users, the low frequency of the occurrence of these vehicles makes this acceptable. So an, an appropriate checking vehicle must be used in order to ensure satisfactory operation of these larger vehicles. The checking vehicle uh, will be chosen according to the potential for such vehicles to use um, the road and will be at least the next larger vehicle in, in uh, to the design vehicle. The checking vehicle may be permitted to run over curbs um, where there are no pedestrian paths or standing areas and, and as mentioned may, may encroach on adjacent lanes. Permit vehicles such as over width or over length vehicles um, traveling uh, under a permit are not typically used as a design vehicle and instead um, are often used as uh, the checking vehicle. So as mentioned, the, the choice of a vehicle for on-road facilities um, will depend on the functional classification of the road uh, or roads involved, the composition of the traffic um, and design economics. Whilst the road network hierarchy has both functional and descriptive definitions, it is important that the land use and hence the vehicle types that will be negotiating the road be considered when determining appropriate design vehicles. For example, some local and collector roads service uh, residential, industrial and bus routes, hence the design vehicle and turning radii need to be appropriate for such cases. Um, 2.3 of the guide, which is um, shown up on the screen here, provides users with guidance for selecting the appropriate design and checking vehicle, as well as the recommended radii. Um, it should be used as a guide though, and, and larger design vehicle uh, vehicles may, may be used where appropriate. Um, in New Zealand, designers should refer to the New Zealand on-road tracking cur uh, curves for heavy motor vehicles document. The performance-based standard scheme. So um, the, this scheme, um, the, the PBS scheme, is a regulatory scheme in operation in Australia for heavy vehicles. It focuses on what a vehicle must be able to achieve in terms of safety and infrastructure protection, rather than what the vehicle looks like. Um, for example, its uh, prescribed mass and dimensions. With innovative designs, it is possible for vehicles participating in the PBS scheme to improve productivity and efficiency, um, and also be safer than vehicles, uh, potentially be safer than vehicles operating under current prescriptive regime. Um, PBS requires vehicle performance to be determined via a number of safety and infrastructure-based tests with access granted based on the level of performance achieved by that vehicle. The PBS scheme has four levels of performance requirements, each corresponding to a level of road access. The levels of road access range from general access or level one um, <clears throat> to uh, remote areas with um, low traffic volumes, so le level four. Uh, table 2.1, which is um, just up on the bottom of this slide, identifies the equivalent prescriptive vehicle within the Austroads Design Vehicle Library for the various PBS levels. 
This can assist where a design vehicle or a check vehicle is specified as a um, specific PBS level rather than a vehicle type. For example, a PBS level two vehicle performs equal to or better than a 26 metre B double. Um, also note uh, levels two, three and four are split into two classes, A and B, um, which represent different vehicle lengths. But um, even though class B vehicles uh, are longer than class A vehicles, um, the on-road performance of a class B vehicle um, is no worse than its prescriptive equivalent. So the third edition, so the previous edition of the Osroads Design Vehicles and Turning Path Templates Guide contained information of uh, clearances to be applied for opposing right turns, but there was a gap in guidance for clearances to curbs, edge lines, pavement edges, safety barriers, uh, or center lines, um, as well as a gap in guidance for uh, turns occurring um, in the same direction. This information was uh, contained within the Osroads Guide to Road Design uh, Part 4, um, but it's also been transferred over to the Design Vehicles and Turning Path Templates Guide um, as part of this project for consistency. The, um, so the swept path is the area bounded by lines traced by the extremities of the bodywork of a vehicle whilst turning. Um, so the guidance that's been copied over uh, into this um, guide is, so design vehicle turning path templates should be applied to road intersection layouts to accommodate the swept path with a minimum offset of um, half a meter from the extremities of the vehicle uh, path to a curb edge line, um, pavement edge if there is no edge line present, safety barrier or center line. It should be understood that turning templates do not represent a particular vehicle, but an envelope in which a range of vehicles can operate. They do not include allowances in variations in tracking by individual drivers. Um, and this is why adequate clearances need to be applied between the swept path and, and these um, objects mentioned, such as curb pavement edges or center lines. Um, the half a meter offset is desirable, but may not need to be provided for local streets um, in urban areas where space is restricted or <clears throat> um, local access or minor roads in rural areas where um, you know, we might have a shoulder that's sealed. Um, however, it is desirable that the vehicle should not cross the center line of uh, a, a minor rural road. And on top of that, um, we need, to make, <clears throat> we need to make sure that a minimum clearance of um, that half a metre outside the swept path is, is provided to objects such as road furniture and, and utility poles. <clears throat> um, where it is necessary to apply uh, two separate turning templates in the same direction of travel, then a clearance of uh, one metre should be provided between these um, templates. This may occur where it is necessary to provide for heavy vehicles turning um, two or three abreast, uh, which may occur at accesses to port facilities or, or major industrial complexes. 
The radius of turn will depend on the geometry of the intersecting roads. And it should be noted that this is also applicable to roundabouts. So um, for a single, a single turn, um, the design vehicle would be used. Um, but for a double turn, uh, the swept paths of uh, the design vehicle and a car abreast should be checked. Uh, when a high proportion of turning traffic is composed of heavy vehicles, then consideration should be given to using um, a design vehicle and a single unit truck or bus um, for a, a double turn situation. Um, Main Roads Western Australia has developed a, a graphical method that considers the turning vehicle volume in order to assess the vehicle combination requirement. Um, and this has been included in um, the fourth edition um, of the Design Vehicles and Turning Path Templates Guide. Um, and I'll run through that um, um, Main Roads Western Australia method in a, in a couple of slides time. So for opposing right turns, um, where, where these operate simultaneously, the turns should be designed to provide sufficient clearance between the left sides of the swept paths of opposing vehicles. Um, so for opposing single turns, the clearance between the um, opposing swept paths should be a meter. And for opposing turns, which involve at least one um, double turn, then the clearance between opposing swept paths should be increased to two meters. So um, the following turning path templates should be used to design intersection geometry for opposing turns. So for a single turn, um, a 19 meter articulated vehicle with a minimum radius of 15 meters. And for a double turn, um, an articulated vehicle and, and a car abreast, um, also minimum radius of 15 meters. Um, for some situations, it may be desirable to, to design dual turns for different combinations of vehicles, um, as mentioned before, such as um, the prime, prime mover and semi-trailer with a uh, next to a single unit um, truck or bus. So um, this is the Main Roads Western Australia developed um, methodology um, for dual turn lane assessment to determine design vehicle composition, um, which has now been included in this fourth edition. So um, this has sort of come about to determine, so where, where two adjacent turning lanes are necessary um, to determine what the appropriate um, vehicle combination should be. So to use this method, um, there's a few bits of information we'll need. So we'll need, um, turning vehicle volume, uh, heavy vehicle percentage of turning traffic, um, and heavy vehicle lane use ratio, which is um, the number of vehicles that we'd expect to use the left lane, um, as opposed to the number of vehicles expected to use um, the right lane. And this is typically determined by observational knowledge. Um, so up on the screen here is figure four, uh, figure uh, B1 of, of the guide. Um, so what you would do is plot on, on um, figure B1, the intersection point from the turning vehicle volume and the heavy vehicle uh, percent um, of turning traffic. Um, 
we determine which lane use ratio should be used for the uh, given intersection. Um, and if the plotted point falls on or to the right of the identified lane use ratio, then the design should cater for uh, the design vehicle um, in the left lane um, and a single unit truck uh, in the right lane. Otherwise, if the point falls to the left of the identified lane use ratio, a design um, heavy vehicle in the left lane and a car in the right lane um, should be used. And just to give an example, so um, here we've got uh, turning volumes of 700 vehicles um, per hour. If 12% of that turning traffic um, are heavy vehicles and we had a heavy vehicle lane use ratio of, of three to one, meaning 75% um, of the heavy vehicles turning are doing so from the left lane, um, we would then be looking at, I'll just grab the laser pointer, we'd then be looking at that lane use ratio, which is second from right there. Sorry for my shaky hand. Um, and as the point we've plotted is to the left of this line, we would then use um, the design vehicle um, next to a, a car. If, for example, we still had the 700 vehicles per hour, um, but the percentage of heavy vehicles was greater and it was 16%, um, then this point would then fall um, to the to the right of the um, three to one uh, heavy vehicle lane use ratio and a uh, design vehicle and a single unit truck or bus should be used um, for the triple lane um, design vehicle composition. Um, all right, I'm now gonna hand over to Noel, who's gonna take us through the rest of the webinar. Thanks, Malcolm. I think. Thanks, Malcolm, um, and welcome to this part of the webinar. Um, so what I'm going to do now is uh, how we apply the tuning path templates in, in the design. So the turning parameters, the turning path parameters are as shown here. Uh, for on-road situations, the absolute minimum radius for the intersection has to cover the capabilities of all vehicles that may be expected to operate in a particular location. And as um, Malcolm mentioned before, that design vehicle is the one that uh, regularly uses that, that intersection. Um, there's uh, the templates in the guide, um, well, the, the template, sorry, the templates attached to the guide, you can download them separately from the guide. The templates supplied are for every vehicle that we've listed 
and there's a range of uh, radii for that. Uh, the radii uh, range from uh, generally 12 and a half metres, which is, a, and it gives an equivalent speed as well, as you can see on this, uh, this template alongside. Uh, up here, it gives a, a, an indicative turning speed. Uh, so for this, for this vehicle here, we've got a, a single unit a truck or a bus, 12 and a half metre long. That's the dimension of the of the vehicle. Uh, the radius is 12 and a half metres. Now the radius is measured to the outside of the of the uh, the wheel turning path. On that on that guide, the the red line is the wheel path and the black line is the outside extremity of the of the vehicle so generally for every vehicle we've got a, a 12 and a half meter radius which is about a speed up to five kilometers an hour a 15 which is a speed an indicative speed of five to 15 kilometers an hour a 20 meter radius uh, which is uh, speed up to 20 kilometres an hour and a 30 metre radius up to a, an indicative speed of 30 kilometres an hour. There's a, there's a slight variation on that. The passenger vehicle uh, has got a 6.3 metre radius as well. And the service vehicle has got a, a 9 metre radius as well as all, the, all those others. And um, the road trains, namely the the B triples and the A the A doubles, uh, don't have the 12 and a half metre radio. They start at 15. But generally, those templates are provided. Um, for for each vehicle, the absolute minimum turning radius on, on requires the vehicle to slow almost to a stop before making the turn. But um, and we'll get into that a bit later. Uh, the vehicle is still moving; it's not stopped. So it starts starts at that point, and then you turn the turn the wheel, and around you go. The desirable minimum radius for an intersection ensures that uh, um, those turning at higher speed and there's greater scope to uh, allow for driver variability. As you can appreciate, some uh, drivers are different, so the turning path they take can be different. So for each template in in this um, <clears throat> this example, we've got those angles of of turn. It's it's shown as a left turn uh, uh, for all of them. And if if you want to make a right turn, so the idea is that you would you would print off this this uh, template on a transparency. And for a right turn, you just flip it over to do those turns. So it it covers all those turning angles from 30 degrees through to 180. The principles about applying the turning templates. Um, so the design vehicle should be able to make a left or right turn from a marked lane without crossing the adjacent marked lanes. Uh, that's the design vehicle. And as Malcolm mentioned, there's also a, a checking vehicle. So the checking vehicle, generally the next size up, can straddle those lane markings in order to achieve the manoeuvre. And it, it that is dependent on 
the road rules in each jurisdiction. Um, one of the things that has been uh, guiding this, uh, determining the templates, is that sometimes if you get a, a very tight turn for an articulated vehicle, that the the back the, the rear of the vehicle can actually move backwards. So we want to try and avoid that. Uh, that's when you're on a small radius through large angles, and also you want to try uh, avoid having the rear wheels describing a, such a small radius that pavement surfacing is damaged so that you can get a screwing effect of those wheels on the, on the pavement. So you want to try and avoid that. So those are just the fundamental principles of what you're applying. The turning path templates are marked with the turning radius and the operating speed. So as, as I mentioned, um, the, the radius is measured to the path of the outer front wheel. So if you think back to that template, that, that red line was the outer front wheel. Uh, it's restricted to radii less than 30 meters. So it goes generally, as I mentioned, from 12 and a half up to 30 meters. Uh, a number of specific angles to turn, although other angles can be assessed by rotating the template at the centre of the turning circle. Um, it's presented for left turning manoeuvres, but right turn by turning the transparency over. It's an appropriate guide to the width, so the, the tracking width of the vehicle, it gives you a guide for that. For larger, and so up to radii of 30 metres. For larger radius turns, you use the uh, road design geometry guide, that is part three, should, should be used to determine the, the path of the vehicle. And generally when, when those larger radii are used, and that's, that's for a higher speed turn, uh, generally the, the, the swept path width is generally less, it gets down towards the width of the vehicle. Uh, another important point to use is that we're using a tangential turn, that is the vehicle is a lot, so seen in the diagram on the right, the tangential turn, the entrance for, to the turn, the wheels are pointed straight ahead and then the, then the driver turns the wheel. Uh, there is another situation where you use an initial lock where the drive, so the vehicle is stopped and the, and the driver turns the wheel to complete the turn. So in on roadway situations, we use the tangential turn uh, and tangential turn only. The initial lock could be used for off street maneuvers. So you could use that in some others, but uh, the, the template themselves are based on the tangential turn. So for initial lock turn, you need to use software, which leads us into the next slide about uh, uh, software parameters. So there are a number of uh, software packages that can be used instead of using the, the templates, um, such as AutoTurn, AutoTrack or VPath. They're commonly used instead. It's 
it's very useful for checking complex combination of geometric elements and and also vehicles that have different configurations to what's listed in the in the guide. So the the software allows you to adopt any radio radio of any magnitude, whereas the sweat paths are standard values. That is the 12 and a half, 15, 20, and 30. Uh, <clears throat> so when using the software to do the paths, and this this guidance is new to this guide, the uh, the use of the software, the way the vehicle behaves is controlled by the vehicle parameters, and so that's that they are fixed for each vehicle combination, and and also the environmental settings for a particular situation, your design, in other words, the, the road layout. So, so these, these are the important things that come out of this, this guidance. Uh, the soft pair parameters used when undertaking vehicle turns, you, the lock to lock time parameter should be set to six seconds. The lock-to-lock -lock time is the time that it takes the driver of the vehicle to turn the steering from a maximum angle full lock in one direction to maximum angle full lock in the opposite direction in a single continuous movement. So while the truck's moving, the, the truckie is turning the wheel from full lock in one direction to full lock in the other direction. And that, that parameter, how fast you can do that, is, is set by the software and that's set at six seconds. And the other controlling parameter is that the articulation angle should be set to a maximum of 70 degrees. The articulation angle is the angle subtended at the pivot point of an articulated vehicle by the associated trailer spine. So it's the, the bend in the vehicle as it goes around the corner. And also for the for the software, tangential turns must be used, or well, particularly on on roadways. Okay, we're now going to look at uh, some good and bad examples of using the template on your design. So this this first example uh, shows a, a a bad a bad example. So the the yellow is is the swept path of the of the vehicle, it, so that includes the wheel path and the external extremities of the vehicles. And the the red dotted line on the outside is that half meter clearance that we that Malcolm talked about in the in the previous session. So that that can be plotted using this software. So in this example, right there, that clearance interferes with the curb line. And the same on the other side, so that's uh, that's not an acceptable um, design for for that vehicle. By the way, the vehicle is a is a B double. It's one of the Western Australia's uh, B doubles, 27 and a half meter, and they provide their own vehicle templates for those vehicles. But the example is still valid for other templates. So uh, just a, a caution to check with the the road authority is as to which which uh, design vehicles you can use. And by the way, that 
that turn, that would be acceptable for a checking vehicle, not a design vehicle, but a checking vehicle. And remember the checking vehicle, uh, you were allowed to interfere with, with curbs and lines in some instances. So that's uh, a, a not acceptable path. This next slide shows another use of the non-acceptable uh, use of the of the turning path. Again, the same size vehicle, but uh, there's kinks in the in the turn. So <clears throat> they've either used a um, a longer lock to lock than what's required, or they they've stopped the vehicle as it's doing the turn. So those kinks are not acceptable. Uh, that's uh, and that's not how a driver would drive. On the other side, um, it's not acceptable because uh, the the turning radio is smaller than what's acceptable. And again, this is from Main Roads Western Australia. In their supplement, they list the vehicles and the minimum radius you can use. So for that vehicle, they list a, a 20 metre minimum radius. Uh, so this radius is smaller than that, so therefore that swept path is not acceptable. And now we get on to the uh, correct path, so the correct design. So as you can see on this left turn, the, the swept path and the clearance line are within the curb line, so that's acceptable, and the same on the other side. So that's our correct use of the path and an acceptable design based on those those design turning vehicles. We're now going to look at the new design vehicle that's been introduced in the guide. So there's there's three a series of three uh, classifications that we looked at and compared to see whether we needed an additional vehicle. So the first uh, classification is the Austroads vehicle classification. That classification is used for uh, traffic volume surveys. So that that's listed in the uh, the guide to traffic management part three, uh, traffic volume surveys. So they classify those vehicles for traffic counts as all of those class 12. The, the next column is the <clears throat> the um, the vehicles that were a part of the turning template guide, and the next one is the PBS vehicles and how they they equate. And um, Malcolm went through the PBS vehicles and what they do. So you can see how they they match up with the Austroads turning template. But one of the significant things that came out of that is class two in the Austroads vehicle classification has a short vehicle towing and that there was no equivalent in the turning template guide. So as a result of that, we've added the missing vehicle, the passenger vehicle towing a trailer 17.6 metres. So this is what it looks like. Um, it, it uses the standard uh, passenger vehicle and then towing a trailer a trailer 12.2 metres long, giving a total length of 17.6. And uh, the, the details are shown in the diagram below as well as to what that comprises. 
The, the dimensions of the trailer were based on the maximum allowable dimensions under the Australian Road Vehicle Standard for trailers with an aggregate trailer mass of four and a half tonnes or less. Now that covers service trailers, but also boats and also caravans, if they're within those, uh, those limits of the aggregate trailer mass of four and a half tonnes or less. So the template for that, the combined turning template for that is now shown um, attached to the guide, attached to the files in the guide. Uh, just a summary of what we've been through today. So Malcolm took us through the design vehicle for the check vehicle and explained the clarification between the two in the design process, gave an overview of the performance-based standard scheme and how they relate to the vehicles in, in this template guide and also gave some clarifications about the swept paths of turning vehicles um, including opposing turns. Uh, we've now just looked at the software parameters and um, how the parameters for software packages should be used if you're using a software package to determine your your vehicle turning path. Uh, we looked at how we apply the templates and some good and bad examples of applying those and then looked at that new design vehicle template for the short vehicle towing a trailer. To access the, the guide uh, you can use that QR code uh, which is that link there that, that will take you to the to the guide then you can download the guide once you get to that page also from that page it, there's links to all the design vehicle dimensions that is all the vehicles that are listed um, there's dimensions for those listed and and then there's a separate link for the all the turning templates for all the vehicles and all those various radii and speeds in the they are in PDF and other formats. I will, I'm sure there's quite a few questions, so I'll now hand over to Albert to uh, um, go through some of those questions. Thank you. Um, straight into the questions, <clears throat> excuse me, the questions that we've got for the first questions, yes. So when running a sweat path run, please discuss how much extra width or path is allowed for poor driver control in overall speed approach compared to ideal speed. And if this is significant, how could this contribute to crash assessment? Yeah, so this sort of relates to that um, half a meter envelope that um, is sort of specified in the guide. So um, I guess we can recognize that you know, not, not everyone driving is, is going to be driving the same way um, and different drivers undertaking the same turning movement may um, do so slightly differently. Um, so that's why that half a meter clearance um, is there to provide for some of those um, 
differences um, and, and um, make sure makes sure that for, for our design vehicle in particular, um, we have that factor of safety built in. And then we can recognize that with our check vehicle, um, we might not have the same um, factor of safety um, built in, um, but that is potentially offset by um, the infrequency of the movements um, and making sure that other you know, aspects of the design um, you know, are not sort of disadvantaging those vehicles either or potentially putting others um, at risk. Yep, thank you. Looks like we've got Noel back as well. When did Welcome you lose back. me? <laughs> I think it was slide 32. 32, oh, okay. yes. Uh, yeah, we've we've just um, uh, gone through the rest of it and yeah, just up to the Q&A now. Yep. So the next question, um, why steel truck and four axle trailer with dog has not been a added to the used vehicles in the Australian standards. As we can see, it is widely been using these days and has not been added to the library of some computer-based path assessment software too. Any technical reason behind it? Um, so as part of this project, um, there was a deliverable for um, one additional design vehicle. Um, so yeah, that's not to say that additional design vehicles um, can't be um, incorporated in the future. Um, in terms of them being in the, um, provided by the software themselves, um, it, it sort of sits outside of, um, Osroads control um, in that they'll have to update their software to include um, any new vehicles. Um, and some of them might actually have those vehicles. It, it might just not be a, a specific Osroads design vehicle. Um, is there anything you want to add to that, Noel? No, that's it. I guess, yes, there's always the option of using the software. So, um, yeah, and there's a multi multitude of vehicle combinations. So uh, we've got to draw the line somewhere. But I mean, if, if that combination is uh, regularly used by lots of people, then it could be considered to be added to the guide. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Um, slide 22. Where two adjacent yes, when where two adjacent turning lanes are turning, should each design vehicle remain within its own lane on the receiving road? In other words, the truck should not cross the center line of the receiving road. Um, just trying to. Envisage the question, the truck crosses our line. Yeah, I believe, uh, that'll probably come down to, um, as Noel mentioned, some of the 
specific road rules for that jurisdiction in terms of crossing the centre line. Um, in terms of remaining in its lane, that'll yeah, also be dictated by um, the line marking. So where we've got, um, in this instance, um, dual turn lanes, they would then need to um, follow any turning lines as well um, into the marked lanes um, on the um, departure side of the intersection. Um, and then I guess where we've got a single turn, um, potentially, um, you know, it might be able to turn in into multiple lanes. Um, but yeah, it'll be dependent on the, the configuration of, of the line marking and any turn lines. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Noel? Yeah, and it, it, it depends on the jurisdiction rules and the individual rules for the intersection. There is an example, of, uh, for example, in a roundabout where there's a, a two-lane approach to the roundabout. I think this example is in New Zealand, where uh, there's a sign erected that says heavy vehicles must straddle the lanes. In other words, they take both lanes and they go around that way. So you can determine that for individual locations as to where the where the vehicle positions itself. Thank you. Next question, what is the speed that we need to apply for T-intersection? What is the speed that we need to apply for T-intersection? Uh, uh, so the, I presume the question is the speed of the turn? Yes. So, uh, yep. so, so, yeah. So the speed would be dictated by the the radius of the turn. So, yeah, it's a it, it, it's more the uh, what the, what the radius is of the turn that will dictate the the speed. So if that. If those turns are less than 30 metres, you can use that, those templates and that will give you a guide of what the speed will be. Anything over that, you, you're into part three of the guide to road design and there's some indicative um, uh, speeds there depending on the radius of the turn. Yep. So um, that's the next question is about the speed as well. Mm -hmm. Absolute minimum versus desirable minimum radius based on speed. Say five kilometer per hour and twenty kilometer twenty kilometer per hour, or are they based on the vehicle's physical steering ability? So is it absolute so minimum versus? desirable minimum radius based on the speed for five kilometer per hour and 20 kilometer per hour, or they are based on the vehicle physical steering ability? Uh, is that referring to the templates, the desirable and the absolute? Because there's not, there's not those terms in on the templates. It's, it's just a range of speeds. Um, 
Yeah, perhaps we'll take that that one on notice actually, and see yeah, and see if we can get yeah. some clarity clarity on what that means. Okay. Um, so um, let's due to time, I think let's do one last question. Okay. So at standard T intersections with two-way, two-lane undivided carriageways, for the left turn movements. What is the recommended method in relation to proximity of the vehicle body to the center line of the road? Examples, is it acceptable to have the vehicle body touch the center line or should the 0.5 meter clearance line touch the center line? Yeah, so that'll, um, that'll come down to whether we're talking about the design vehicle or the check vehicle um, and when it is design vehicle um, yeah desirable that the half meter is provided to the center line for yes. um, the left turn yeah um, but where it's the check vehicle um, potentially you know, the, yeah the body of the vehicle might then be um, uh, yeah on the center line itself yeah cool yeah. all right thank you uh thank you all for attending and hope to see you no i think this is the last one so there's no next webinar and enjoy the rest of your day now i now hand this back to ekaterina thank you thanks so much albert and thanks malcolm and noel and thanks everyone for being with us today and apology uh, apologies for the disruption with the technology. Uh, just a couple of slides before we let you go. Um, as you can see on the screen, uh, we have a variety of webinars coming up. You might be particularly interested uh, in the session on the 5th of October. Uh, we will talk about the review of, uh, of the jurisdictional supplements to the Guide to Road Design. Uh, the review classified the information in the supplements to establish guidance that could be moved into the guide. So for more information and to register, please visit our website. Um, and as always, once we close out today, uh, today's session, the questionnaire will pop up on your screen. Please take a couple of minutes to send us your feedback. Um, it really helps us to know what you liked or didn't like about the session and what suggestions you have for future webinars. Um, once again, today's session has been recorded and we will send you the link to the recording uh, when it's published on our website. Thanks again, everyone. Um, stay well and safe and enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you next time.